Well, get your shit together, Lavinac. Let's go. Live from the BiffNet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas, it's Barry on Deck. Hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian, Barry Laminat. Starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminac. Oh, what's up, you damn dirty dickheads? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminac. Thank you guys for being here. Today is Monday, December 6, 2021, and this is episode number 379. Barry on Deck. It's always Barry on Deck brought to you by the AP Law Group. If you have been injured in an accident, do yourself a solid. Put this number right here, right there, right there, right? You see it. Okay, wherever the hell it is. 713-913-GO-AP. Put that in your phone. Don't get bullied by insurance companies. Don't let them take advantage of you. If you get in a wreck, get somebody on your side that's going to fight for you. That's Gilbert and Arsha at the AP Law Group. Hey, welcome to the show. Okay, I'm a little behind today. Okay, I, I want to have a great excuse for you. I want to tell you that, oh, the lights went out during the rain and the cat ate my homework and the, the tech issues. Uh, none of that. It just got behind and just lost track of time. And here I am late, but here, but late. So it's my bad. I got to be better. Uh, I'm a little concerned. So just, uh, oh, this isn't working, but I'm a little concerned because on my computer, on my computer, um, I don't know if I can spin this. Let's see. Let's see if this will work. See that computer right there. You see that, that that's the computer right here. This is, this is my computer. You see this right here. That's the Ram stick. That's supposed to be blue. Like, it's like, um, oh, what's the word? It's like uh, LEDs, right? When, when, when the computer's controlling the RAM, it's blue. It's not blue. So that concerns me a little bit that we might be having some problems later. We're going to find out. Um, but I just looked over and was like, oh, shit, that can't be good. Yeah, we're running at a total of 26% system resources. So, listen, if we do have problems today... Uh, blame the computer. Okay. Just, just FYI. All right. I think we got everything fixed. We're good to go. Uh, get a fire extinguisher. No, well, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, uh, maybe it holds up. Maybe it doesn't. Who knows? Hey, I hope you had a great weekend. Um, thanks to everybody that came out to catch the show in Corpus. <laughs> nobody came out. Oh my God. It was so sad. There was literally like nobody there. Joe Pro said Barry's got more going on in there than the whole Apollo program. Yeah, it's a little busy. It's a little busy. Um, yeah, no, shows were very light this weekend in Corpus, and that's okay. 
That's okay. There was it wasn't just me. Apparently, it's the whole of Corpus Christi. Um, April Macy was in town. They had to cancel her second show. So, uh, please turn the mic up a little. Is it low? Uh, okay. Is it low? I I see it peeking out on on the thing. That's why I turn it down a little bit. Is the is the mic low, you guys? Okay. Close all the Pornhub windows. Ha <laughs> ha! You guys are funny. Shut your whore mouth. All right, we got a busy show today. We've got NFL Week 13 recap. We've got uh, college football playoffs are set. Oh, it was low during intro or high? CC, which one? How's the mic now? It is Corpus. Yeah. Uh, but they had, to, they had to cancel the second show for April Macy, so I don't feel so bad. Anyways, is the mic good? Are we clear? Are we fucking okay? Are we good? Okay. Let's start the show. We got a lot to get to. College football, pro football, Rockets basketball, um, a 10-year-old that's going to retire at the age of 15. It's just, it's disgusting. It's really, really? Son of a bitch. There's 10-year-olds that are retiring at 15. Um, I tried something new this weekend. We'll get to that. If you, if you follow on the Discord, then you know what I'm talking about. If you're not on the Discord, what are you doing with your life? And then I uh, I want to talk about special guests tomorrow. Programming note. Boop, 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 boop. Tomorrow, joining me on the program. Uh, you know him, you love him. Friend of mine, friend of the program. I'm not on mute, truck driver Pookie. Go fuck yourself. Uh, joining me tomorrow on the program. None other than. I heard it announced on his show one day. The Godfather of Radio, John Granada, will be joining me on Barry on Deck tomorrow in the three o'clock hour. So that's going to be a good time. So if you're a fan of John Granado, not going to want to miss tomorrow's show. Uh, he'll be here for hour number two of Barry on Deck. We'll talk all things Houston sports. We might talk a little radio. But it's going to be cool uh, to have Granado on the show. So stick around for that. Uh, tomorrow, 3 o'clock hour, John Granado is scheduled to join me on the show. Okay, enough of all of that. Let's get to this show, today's show. we got to talk about the greatest deckhead in the history of the world, at least for the next two hours. And that is none other than my guy Wallace. Wallace, buddy, congratulations, my friend. You are the greatest deckhead in the history of the world. No one can take that away from you. Now, CeCe can Congo block you, which she absolutely did. <sighs> Wallace, congrats, buddy. Thank you for being early. CeCe is a uh, professional Congo blocker. She got you, buddy. And I hate it. I hate that you didn't get the triple crown, but she got you. Uh, what's up, Cherry? Uh, and then Truck Driver Pookie looked like he was trying to Congo block you, too. Now, why he sent a yum sticker, I don't know. TDP was just like, yum, baby. This is so yum. Uh, <laughs> CC, sorry she Congo blocked you. All right. So, uh, but congrats, Wallace, man. Thank you for getting here early, buddy. Appreciate you. Rest of the chat shapes up like this. Wallace was early. CC was early. Philip Bernard got here in the beginning of the show to be on time. Unlike your boy, TDP, Terrence. Steven, the weather guy, I got your weather update for you today at the break, courtesy of little Uzi Vert there. Alex Villanueva's here. Dimata showed up. Dimata's like, nobody's here. We were all here. Where were you? 
Okay, I was late. Jared Taylor and Fidel, my sweet, sweet Donna. Matt Poche is here. Joe Pro, I'd already mentioned. John Dory, uh, Mr. One Percent, Chris Reyes, Jen. Hi, Jen. Got finally got the logo done for the streamathon. Happy about that. Aaron J. Bryant in the building. Oh, your Falcon, son. 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 VB is here. Cisco Flip. Uh, Uriel Villanueva is also in the building. Steven Luther, what's up, dude? Good to see you. Clarence has proclaimed that he has arrived. Thank you. Uh, Richard Vales, good to see you, buddy. Hadn't seen you in a hot second. Thanks for being here back on the show. Back on the pro. G-Man, what's up, dog? Rudolph Rodriguez with the uh, message of the year. Sanitize, wash hands, social distance. Uh, Will C is here. Barry, are you going to try the Cool Grays on Saturday? I I will try. You know, I don't have Jordan money this year. I would love to get them. Don't get me wrong. I'll try just because, but yeah, you know, I got to be, I got to be, when I was, had a job job, like this is, I was thinking about this. I've been making jokes about, I ain't got no job. I ain't got no job. And I started thinking about, no, I'm self-employed. I'm self-employed. I do this. You know, it's not a, it's not a lucrative living, but I earn, I earn a dollar. Uh, between this and TV and stand-up. So I guess my job is entertainment. So I got to stop saying I don't have a job. I just don't have a high-paying job. How about that? So the answer is, if I had a high-paying job or higher-paying jobs, I, I probably would. I don't know. We'll see. I got to talk to mama. Be like, babe, maybe Christmas? She'll be like, no. Um, Who else is here? Who else? Uh, Hey, Alex, why don't you kiss my whole entire asshole? Uh, who else? Total Dallas, what's up, dude? Joe Pro Flip, what's up, man? Uh, I think I got everybody. Eric Resendez, what's up, homie? Tony, you handsome son of a gun, you. KD, what's up, man? Good to have you in the chat. Thanks for being here, buddy. All right. Flip said, oh, did ESPN finally cave in? On what? Why would ESPN cave in? No, John's a grown-ass man. He can do what he wants. And no, we're not doing male gone for female gone for food. Uh, who else is this? Did I get everybody? Total Dallas, Alan Denson. What's up, dude? I'm here. Hello. You don't have a nine to five. Well, that's true. Well, that's true. Total Dallas with the Emmett Smith like. <laughs> Congo block. Okay, let's get the show rolling. Here we go. Let's go. Hey, okay. That's not even the right thing. There's your sports headlines for the day. The Panthers have fired their offensive coordinator, Joe Brady. Oh, no, not Joe Brady. I mean, he's no Tom. But uh, now there's talks like, where's Joe Brady going to go? He can go to college. And, okay. Good on you. All, all the good jobs are taken now, I think. Right? Well, we'll find out. Uh, Big Ben says this is his last season, but then he won. And now he's mum on that. I really thought, so he announced this last week before the game before they you know he was like hey this is it for me done no more football after this season okay guys can we rally around me (laughs) i just want to be okay and then the team was like oh my god it's big ben's last season he just said it oh my god we got a rally guys we got a rally and they won and then everyone was like, hey, you guys are back in the hunt. Is this your last season? He's like, 
I don't know. Seems sus. But Big Ben says it's his last season. He says that. Maybe he's just like, I'm sick of this shit. I'm too old for this. I don't know. He's past his prime. We know that. We'll see. But it did feel very contrived when I read it. But that was just a hunch, you know. Uh, OU is named Clemson's DC Venables its new coach. And I don't know if I like this. What is his first name? Mike? I'm trying to find his first. Why am I blanking on this dude's first name? Brent, Brent, Brent? Why did I think Mike? Brent Venables. Brent Venables. I don't know. Okay. Here's the deal. I think it's a decent hire. He was there before. I want to say he was there DC um, under uh, Stoops, if I'm not mistaken. Brent is his name. Yeah. Thanks, John. Good to see you, buddy. I, I, I don't think it's a terrible hire. You, I think at first glance, uh, you look at Clemson and go, well, what was Clemson? Okay. Well, listen, not everybody's going to be great every year. Clemson's been a pretty stout defense for most of his tenure there. I I, I think I, they could have done worse. I, could they have done better? Maybe. Possibly. Um, But they, I mean, he's a, he's an Oklahoma guy. And so they got their guy. Um, I don't think Brent Venables is the best available. But if that's your guy, that's your guy. So, I mean, guys like Fickle are going to get run. And, but he's tabbed for the Notre Dame job. So I think they went out and got a guy that they know has been in that program that they're comfortable with and, you know, has had some success. So, um, what's up, Katie? What's up, Walt? Good to see you. Total Dallas said Clemson fell off on the offensive side uh, more so than the defense. I, I'll be honest with you, I haven't, I haven't paid attention to Clemson this year because they've been kind of irrelevant. I would have to go back and look and see. Let's see what they rank this year defensively in, in football. Let's go. NCAA stats. Teams. Offensive leaders. Oh, yeah. Real stout. Almost as good as my Aggies. Okay, they're not my Aggies. Let's let's calm down a little bit here, fella. Uh, let's see here. What am I looking for? Oh, desktop capture. There we go. What on earth is happening here? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on around here? Here we go. Let's cut over to here. So this will show you. Yeah, that shows out pretty well. Second best defense as far as points allowed in the NCAA football landscapes this year. Surprises me to see A&M up there, if I'm being honest. Matt said that Clemson defense was on the field a lot, too. Yeah. Well, again, I didn't watch much Clemson football this year. I, to be honest with you, I didn't watch a lot of college football this year. I don't know why. My Saturdays were occupied otherwise. I mean, I watched some games that mattered more than others, but, yeah, I wasn't. I This this year for me for college football was, eh. Now I'll watch all the the bowl games and or not all, but I'll watch some of the bowl games and you know obviously the New Year's Six and the national championship playoffs. But mm. what's up, Nick? Uh 
But so this this list surprised I mean, Georgia doesn't surprise me. Michigan doesn't surprise me. I watched a couple of Michigan games. The names that really surprised me up here at the top of this list, Clemson, just because of how bad they were. Uh, the Aggies. No, I mean, they were good. I don't know if they were wrecking crew-like, but they were good. And then Cincinnati being up there. But if you watch some Cincinnati, you saw they were, that's a good football team. And uh, congrats to them. So we'll uh, we'll get into more college football here in a second. But yeah, that, that surprises me a little bit that Clemson was that good of a defense. So, um, yeah. Venables will be the OC. Where'd my headlines go? There we go. Venable will be the, uh, Venable will be the uh, not OC, the head coach, excuse me. Uh, for OU. NFL salary cap's going to change in 2022. It's expected to jump to $26 million, up to $208.2 million. So there'll be there'll be uh, more money to divvy up. The Miami Hurricanes have fired football coach Manny Diaz and then turned around and hired Oregon's head coach Mario Cristobal. Cristobal? Cristobal? Whatever. To be their new head coach. I Here's the question that I've had a couple of times this year. Some of these moves is going from Oregon. Is Miami a better job than Oregon? I guess because it's not the the Pac-12 West Coast getting lost in the shuffle. Nobody pays attention. But I mean, you've seen guys leave Notre Dame to go to LSU. Lincoln Riley leaves OU to go to USC. I don't know if if you're not going to, I don't know, Bama. Georgia, LSU. I mean, we, we've had this discussion before where there's like this top tier. There's like this top tier of teams that I could see you going to. And that second tier isn't a bad tier. Don't get me wrong. But some of it feels like it's more of a lateral move than a move up. But if I guess if they're being offered more money, hey, do it. I just, I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to sit here and, and tell you that I know for sure, but I just have questions. Is Oregon a better place to coach than Miami, or is Miami the preferred destination? I mean, I felt like Oregon would be a better place to be than Miami. Maybe I'm wrong. Eric Resendez checking in from Facebook. What's up, player? Good to see somebody over on the Facebooks, the Book of Faces. Oh, don't forget we're on Podbean as well. TDP, Chris, and uh, Titan Hugo are over there listening on Podbean. He said, what's up, Beaners? That was truck driver Pookie saying that. He's allowed to say that. But, yeah, Eric Resendez said, if they get good players, Miami's a good job. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you want to recruit in Florida, that's great. But, I mean, Oregon seems to have their way uh, with recruiting outside of maybe USC. Uh, in the Pac-12, I don't know. I guess so. I guess I guess from a recruiting perspective, it's better to be in the South. It's tougher to recruit uh, the South if you're in Oregon. And and Justin, that was the thing I was thinking too is Nike money at Oregon. I mean, that makes you know it's a sexy place to play. I don't know, but that but again, I think we're splitting hairs on a second tier program. So maybe there's just a lateral move for money. And, okay, so somebody said he used to play there. Okay. Cool. Cool. And I get that. That's why Venables Venables goes back to OU. Coach there. Okay. So some of that makes sense. But, I mean, like Lincoln Riley going to USC kind of didn't make sense to me. Brian Kelly going from Notre Dame to LSU. That that made some sense to me. 
But Notre Dame is in that same upper echelon as LSU, in my opinion. Notre Dame, LSU, Georgia, Bama. It's all that upper tier right now. So who knows? CC doing her nails. Yeah, let's talk a little. Let's get let's let's go ahead and get right to it. Let's get into this the college football landscape. I'm gonna pull up the uh scores from uh championship weekend here. Oh, I didn't my bad. Zoom out! I'm gonna make it official. So after all that talk, Oregon loses to Utah um, in the Pac-12 championship game. Didn't watch this game. Didn't care to watch this game. Yeah, Matt says the yearly Georgia choke job. Is it the yearly Georgia choke job, Matt? Or is it the yearly Nick Saban? Fuck this whole NCAA landscape. Y'all Y'all ain't better than me just because we lose once during the regular season. Thing. Because, I mean, I feel like, and I use this phrase a lot, I feel like we've seen this movie before. Right? Saban struggles a little bit at some point in the middle of the season and Bama loses a game. Not Saban struggles, but Bama struggles and they lose a game and then they claw their way back and everybody, including me, is up in arms. I'm like, ah, they just want Bama in there. That's all. They just want Bama. That's why they put them in the top four. That's why they, they won't get them out of there. They lose and they struggle and they did. They struggled against Auburn and if you watch Bama struggle against other teams, there's no reason for them to be this good. Why won't they fucking go away? But they don't. They don't. I wouldn't even say it's a Kirby Smart choke job. Let's give credit where credit is due. Bama's a good football team. Nick Saban's a good football coach. I don't think Georgia choked. I think choking would have been 41 to 3. Okay? Iowa choked. (laughs) 42 to 3. Georgia just got beat by a better football team on Saturday. They were just better. I mean, I don't know what else to, I I, I don't want to disparage. I, I Everyone will find a, a reason to, to not give Bama credit or to blame Georgia or Kirby Smart or whoever. And it's, I guess it's six in one hand, half a dozen the other. Like Erickson does on Facebook is saying, by the way, uh, you can watch this show on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Barry on deck. You can watch on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Barry on sports. Just find the channel will be live there. Uh, also on Podbean, which uh, you can download the Podbean app and I will uh, tweet out when we go live. Um, so you can listen live. You can watch live. You can watch later. Whatever, thanks for being here. If you are on Facebook, make sure you like the channel. If you are on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you are on Podbean, I don't know what the hell you do over there, so just do what you do. Okay. Um, But I think everybody's trying to find a reason to blame Kirby Smart, to blame Georgia, to blame their defense. Eric Sinda said the Georgia defense sucked. They had some uh, bad mistakes in coverage. Yeah, there's going to be blown coverages in every game. I mean, both defenses are going to blow coverages. I think the difference is, though, man, when you look at Bama, 
Let's just let's just uh, let's pull up that game. Here we go. Where's my? Uh, let's go to the box score. So one, if we look rushing yards, okay, about the same. 110, 115, 109, 115, whatever it was. Nothing crazy. Bennett throws for 340. Bryce Young throws for 421 and three touchdowns. The difference was turnovers one. Bennett had a couple interceptions. Uh, what was the what was the final turnover? Let's see. Final turnovers. Two. Yeah, so it was just the two interceptions. So I mean, I and and you know, if you listen to if you listen to uh if you listen to uh the play by play of the game and afterwards, everybody is pretty much consensus that Bryce Young's gonna win the Heisman now. I mean four hundred and twenty one yards, twenty six of forty four, four hundred and twenty one yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions, it forty yards rushing in the SEC title game. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good bet. Um, but I think, I think this was a case of just Bama being better. I, I don't want to blame. I mean, if you, if you looked at like, forget the score. Okay. Don't, don't look at the score. If you just looked at the way Georgia played, they didn't play great, but Bama just played out of their minds that they were dominant in every facet of the game. And it makes Georgia look worse than they were when Bama is that dominant. But this is the thing that happens every year. We see Bama lose a game. We sleep on them a little bit. We think, oh, they're vulnerable. (laughs) Ah, They're right for the picking. And then they go out and they do this. They go out and beat the best team in football all year in college. And double them up. Damn near. That's what Nick Saban and Bama does all the time. I mean, why are why, why this shouldn't almost be a shock to us? <laughs> Did Justin say he hates Bama? I hate Alabama so much. Why do you hate them? Because they're good and they win. I mean, I I understand, but just that good, man. Just that good. I mean, there's really not much you can say about it. Um. I actually, because I was in Corpus and my, I hate, I, I need to make, I, I didn't make notes and I should have, um, but I actually watched all three of these games. Well, actually I didn't watch the Michigan, Iowa game. I watched Baylor Oak state. That was a good game. I watched Georgia Bama. And then I watched some of the Cincinnati U of H game. I was kind of flipping back and forth. I had UH on uh, the laptop and then I had the Bama game on the big screen on the TV in the hotel room. Um, so it was a little distracting, but I just felt like in, in that Cincinnati U of H game, get the box score up here. I think we just saw Cincinnati just that good of a football team. Um, you know, again, and they talked about this in the pregame with Tune, and I don't, I think I watched half of a half, or I, I think I watched like a three quarters of a U of H game this year. 
And they, but they were talking about Toon taking sacks and, you know, some of his decision-making. I don't think he played terrible, but just look, Cincinnati, again, is a good football team. I think it's easy, and I think that we want to blame U of H playing bad or whatever, but, I mean, they did. You can't give up 21 in the third quarter <laughs> uh, in, a, in a title game. But Cincinnati was just better than U of H going in. There's a reason they were ranked as high as they were. And I think Bama was just better than Georgia. They just didn't have a chance to prove it yet. I guess. I mean, look, Georgia Georgia still has a chance here. Georgia still has the opportunity to, to, to win a national title. They better figure some shit out when it comes to Bama real quick. Hey, Christy, what's up, girl? So... U of H doesn't show up well. Good start to the game, but then the second half just kind of got away from them. And um, somebody just said in the chat they couldn't keep up. Yeah. I mean, Cincy is good. And I'll say this about Cincy U of H, one of the, the watching that game. Uh, one of the things, and, and this is true of Baylor and Oak State as well. And this is just a general observation. Some of you may hate this or like it. I don't give a shit. This was just my observation of watching these games this weekend. You know, it used to be you would watch a, you would watch like a Bama or an LSU, a, te- uh, a Texas game, a Texas A&M game. And then you would watch U of H or Cincinnati or even maybe Baylor to a certain degree or even Oklahoma State to a certain degree. And if you just looked at the players, at their physical stature, there was a noticeable difference between looking at players from those those four schools that I mentioned, Bama, A&M, Texas, LSU, and then looking at some of those second and third tier schools like Baylor, U of H, and whatnot. So it's... This weekend, I, I kind of noticed, I was like, you know what? Good for U of H. Good for Cincy. Good for Baylor. Good for Oak State. They're getting athletes that are as big, as strong, as competitive as some of these other schools. And that's why Cincy is fourth in the nation. Like you used to, you would look at a Cincinnati squad and be like, okay, I mean, they got some players, but they're not up and down the lineup like, like some of the upper echelon schools. But I think physically what we're seeing is more and more of these second tier power five conference teams are getting good athletes. So just an observation, a couple times in those games, I thought, you know what? This doesn't look like a game that, you know, from these schools a decade ago, U of H a decade or two ago, just not the, not the same physically as some of these other schools, but they, they look at now they look the part. So um, just a general observation there. Let's go back to the scoreboard. What I miss. Well, let's just do this. Let's just get into um, what it looks like now. So obviously with the goings on this weekend, the committee got together and uh, what's up, Brandon Gary said, been out of the loop. Hope you folks are doing good. We're doing well, buddy. Hope you're doing well. Also, um, so, your top four, Bama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati. I got to be honest with you. 
I think the committee could not be happier that it ended up this way. They really wanted Cincinnati to have to play either Georgia or Bama because they didn't want Bama and Georgia playing each other. So Bama beating Georgia did in the long run. It gave the committee an out. They really wanted both of those squads, both of those schools in the college football playoffs. Had Georgia beaten Alabama, well, now they got to put in a Baylor or Notre Dame. They didn't want to do that. They didn't want to do that. That's not as sexy. Notre Dame, maybe. Just not as sexy. But Alabama does their part. They move into the number one seed by beating Georgia. Michigan is number two with their big win. And Michigan looks really good, man. Really good. Georgia falls to three and then Cincinnati four. So there's your top four. Um, the So they set the New Year's Six Bowls, and we'll get to those in just a second. But here was something I thought was pretty cool. If the BCS were to happen today, They get it the same way. So this was on some, uh, let me find the link here. Hold on. Let me pull up my Gmail. Let me get you the link. Where did it go? Dead gummit. Nope. That's not it. Get out of here. Scram. Beat it, kid. I can't find it now. Dead gummit. I had the link for it. Oh, there we go. Okay. So this was from the spun, which is sports illustrated thing, but according to BCS, bcsknowhow.com. So if we were still in the BCS era, it would have shaped up exactly the same way for your top four, Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati, this would have been their BCS scores. Which is pretty crazy. It's pretty interesting. Notre Dame would have been five. Ohio State six. Baylor seven. Oklahoma State eight. Now, how does that compare to the final rankings, you ask? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked. Uh, this is what the final rankings look like. Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati. Notre Dame five. Ohio State 6, Baylor 7, Ole Miss is 8, Oklahoma State 9. And then, again, from the BCS rankings, Oak State would have been 8 instead of Ole Miss. That's really the only difference. So what are we doing? Are they really just secretly, are they really just secretly using the BCS to give us the rankings? Because they're pretty much exactly the same. So I, I, the question becomes, chat. What's up, Jared Taylor over there on the pod bean? Thanks for hanging out over there. So the question becomes, chat, you guys good with your top four? You good with this? Did they get it right? That's the real question. Do we think that they got it right? One through four. Is this the four best teams in college football? That's the real question. 
I think there's no doubt after Bama beat Georgia like that, I think they got it right. Although, although, you could really make a case for Michigan as number one as well. What? Let's look at their, uh, not head-to-heads, but I'm curious, because I, I forget, you know, me and my memory. Um, so Bama's one loss was A&M, we know that. Michigan's one loss was uh, Michigan State. And at the time, Michigan State was eight. At the time, A&M was unranked when Bama lost to them. Michigan State ends the season at ranked number 10. A&M ranked 25 with four losses. If you're just going off of who they played and who they lost to, I think you got to give Michigan the edge. Although Bama does have a win against the number one team in undefeated Georgia. So how much do those losses come into play as opposed to who they beat? Now you got to start looking at ranked teams. How many ranked teams did they beat? You know? But you can make the case for me for Michigan being the number one team and having the number one seed, and I'd be fine with that. I think at the end of the day, we're headed for a Michigan-Bama national championship, and that's probably right. And yeah, you're right. Well, Michigan has the biggest, I mean, uh, Bama has the biggest win. They, They knocked off the big dogs. They beat the undefeated Georgia Bulldogs. They beat the number one team in the country. Bama has wins at ranked opponents at the time they played them. One, two, three, uh, four, five wins over ranked opponents at the time that they played them. Michigan has one, two, three. They beat number two, Ohio State. That'll do it. They beat number eight, Michigan State, and then they beat number 13, Iowa, in the Big Ten title game. So, I mean, yeah, they do have the bigger win, barely. I mean, at the time, Ohio State was considered the second-best team in the country. What are they now? What is Ohio State now? Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Number six. Okay. But I don't think you can deny the win over Georgia. It's just, it's just too important. And it was a, you know, it was a big win. Uh, so Walt says, I would have Michigan one, Bama two, Georgia three, and Cincy four. See, and again, I could just, you can make the argument for me either way. And I don't think I would be upset. I don't think I would be mad if Michigan was number one. I don't think I would be mad if Bama's number one, or I'm not mad that Bama's number one. Then I think the question becomes, is Cincinnati one, do they belong? Should they be there? And were they seeded properly? Should they be three in Georgia before? I don't think so. Because I think if they played head-to-head, I think Georgia beat Cincinnati. But then the, the, the other question that you have to ask is, are there any teams below Cincinnati that you feel like deserve to be there above them? Is Notre Dame better than Cincinnati? Is Ohio State better than Cincinnati? What was Notre Dame's one loss? Who was it? It was Cincinnati. Well, there you go. That's right. I forget about that. And maybe that's the that's the only difference. If they played right now, if they played today, 
I mean, would we get the same result? And it wasn't. It wasn't like a a close game. Sean says OSU is better than them. Well, was OSU's losses Michigan and Oregon? Yeah. Well, and that's one of those early season losses, and they look at those differently. But I guess the committee, there was going to be no way that the committee could come out and justify putting Notre Dame ahead of Cincinnati when they've played head-to-head. I think they got it right. I mean, when you talk through it, I think they got it right. But yeah, so Walt says, I think Cincy, Ohio State beats Cincy. Sean says Ohio State is better. But do you, you've got an undefeated Cincinnati that has beat the number five team in the country. Ohio State is behind that number five team in the country with two losses. And yeah, I mean, maybe if they do play head-to-head, Ohio State beat Cincinnati. But you would probably say the same thing about Notre Dame, wouldn't you, Walt? Wouldn't you, Sean? If we hadn't known that they played yet, I think a lot of us would. And it would be right to assume because of who the two programs are. You go, yeah, Notre Dame probably beat Cincinnati when they play them. But they didn't. I think the committee got it right. Um, That second tier, though, that's a lot of good football left in that second tier. And that's going to be our New Year's Six Bowl games. Uh, and here are your New Year's Day, New Year's Six. Rose Bowl will be Ohio State, number six Ohio State, versus number 11 Utah. The Sugar Bowl. This might be the best of them besides the Fiesta Bowl. Although I think the Fiesta Bowl might be a blowout. I don't know. I got a bad feeling about Oak State. They're very Georgia-ish. When the pressure's on, they shit the bed, it seems like, sometimes. But again, I'll stick with my... I think Bama just went out and was the better team and beat Georgia. Rose Bowl, number six, Ohio State versus number 11, Utah. Uh, Number seven, Baylor versus number eight, Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. Number five, Notre Dame versus number nine, Oak State in the Fiesta Bowl. Number 12, Pitt versus number 10, Michigan State in the Peach Bowl. And obviously, no one's going to give a shit, down here at least, as much about the Peach Bowl as we do those other ones. You start getting into the 10s and loses a little luster. Get it? It's not a bad slate of New Year's Six Bowls, though. And Wall has a good point, too. This year would have been the perfect year for playoff expansion. Now they're actually talking about moving it back in 2024 might be in danger. But you're right. Even if you just had a top six, even if you just gave one and two, even if you just let Michigan and Bama have a bye and you wanted to just put a top six in there, which means that would have been, and this is just the BCS, but we we already know that matches, Notre Dame and Ohio State. I wouldn't have been upset with that at all. You'd have had Georgia play in Ohio State. You'd have Cincinnati in a rematch with Notre Dame. Oh, that would be fun. Oh, that would be fun. By the way, who you got? Huh? 
If we let's just let's just have a little fun with it, chat. If you had expansion, six teams. We'll just go six teams. Forget the forget the eight. We'll go six teams. One or two get a buy. You got Georgia and Ohio State versus Cincy Notre Dame. Who are you taking? I'm probably going Georgia Notre Dame. <clears throat> But, 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 but one thing we have to, we have to, I just, it just dawned on me. As soon as I said the words Notre Dame come out of my mouth, Brian Kelly's gone. No Brian Kelly. Don't know if that would be, boy. Yeah, I may have to change my mind there. Because now that Brian Kelly's in LSU, he's not going to be coaching whatever bowl game Notre Dame is in. So that 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 changes things. I think it changes it pretty dramatically too. But I think I would probably go Georgia, Notre Dame. I don't know though. I guess the coaching thing matters. If Brian Kelly's still there, I'm definitely taking Notre Dame. If he's not, as is, okay. You could you could talk me into sense, especially since they played head to head while he was there, and it didn't matter. Cajun Kelly. Nice. He's gonna it's gonna be great to see Brian Kelly have so much flavor. He's gonna be like, hey babe, I put salt on my food. <laughs> Who's wild? Cajun Brian Kelly. That's who. I've heard that dude's like dry, dry AF. So let's see. Chat is taken. Uh Erickson says, is the future Texans QB playing in the Peach Bowl? Hell, I don't know. Who knows what they're doing, dude? I I I don't know. I have no idea. They probably won't even draft a quarterback, Eric. This team don't get me started. They're they're fucking idiots over there. I have no idea. So Matt Pochet says Georgia Notre Dame. Clarence says Cincy, Georgia. Walt says OSU Cincy. Uh, Clarence said y'all are sleeping on Cincy. Okay. I. I suppose. But we got our New Year's Six Bowls. We I'm I'm kind of excited. I, this bowl season is going to be actually pretty good. It's going to be good. I hope. I hope. I hope. I hope. So apparently did they, so I heard the Texas bowl is like LSU and Kansas state. Okay. I heard that listening to the Texans game on my way home. Jeez. And flip says, since he's not physical enough, they are though. They are. Uh, here's the thing that you worry about since when they face some of these other teams, Cincinnati can be physical. The problem is, is once you get into their depth, that's when they're not physical enough. But starters for starters, I mean, Cincinnati has acquitted themselves well against the Notre Dames of the world. And, you know, SMU when they were ranked, U of H. I mean, Cincinnati can be physical with any team, I think, at the, at, at, at the starter level. It's when you get into the depth that I don't think they're, they're able. And that's, that's going to be a problem for a lot of these teams, a lot like the U of H's of the world. That's the difference. That's why Alabama is so good. That's why Georgia is so good. That's why Clemson was so good for so long. 
until this year. That's why LSU, for the most part, has been good. Because their depth, a lot of these kids that are second string at some of these top-tier programs like Bama, they're just as good as the starters at schools like Cincy, U of H. So that, that's the problem. And even at Notre Dame, it's like that. Meaning their their depth is better. Um, yeah, and that's what I'm saying, Eric. Since he doesn't have good backups, they have good starters. Once you get into that depth, though, physically, ability wise, it's just a there's a different fall off between that and some of those power five top tier schools. I did not. I. Clarence said, did y'all see the video of Bama cheerleader hugging the DC and him pointing at the camera and she stops? No, I didn't see that. Yes, I was actually listening to the Texans game. I had a three and a half hour drive from Corpus. Actually, I watched it. I put the little phone on my windshield thing and I basically put it in like right next to my line of sight so I can glance over, check a play. I'm, I listen and then if something happens, I can glance at it, but I don't watch it while I drive, but it's on. What's up, Perry? Uh, CC said, again, I say stay out of grown folks' business. Okay. A lot of years, Bama's second string would be ranked in the top 25. That's a good point, Joe Pro. Pretty damn good point, actually. It would be interesting to see if Bama had to play with nothing but second string, how good would that team be? And what's funny is, I got sneeze. What's funny is, oh, I got it on my hand. That's gross. <laughs> We kind of find out a year or two later. Because a lot of you would be like, nah, there's no way they would be top 25. But then this year's second string is going to be next year's starters for the most part. Or two years. So if Bama falls off in a year or two, then maybe that would be a correct assumption. That they're, they wouldn't be a top 25. <laughs> but their second Thank you, Shelby. Their second string becomes starters in a year or two. And they're still... Fighting for a national title. So, yeah. Maybe don't point at the camera. Oh. <laughs> Walt, I see you. I see you. Got the little. I was, you know, Walt, I'll be honest. I bought this thing that like suction cups to the, to the windshield. I never trusted those. I was like, ah, that can't work. Does it? Some bitch works good. It's tight. It's tight. It's like virgin. Never mind. Uh, Christy said he didn't say fuck. And it's true. I didn't. But I, I did sneeze. You can bless me when I sneeze too, Christy. Okay. Um, all right. I think that's enough college football. It's three o'clock. We got to I got to pee. When we come back, we're going to recap week 13 of the NFL. Uh, we'll get into that and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. If you're listening on Podbean, thank you, Jared and KD and Titan Hugo, the three of you that are left over there. I don't know who's on the Facebook, but if you're out there besides Eric or Sinus, thank you for watching on Facebook. No, Sean, just shut up. Okay, shut up. Shut up, Sean. But we're going to talk Texans. We're going to talk NFL football week 13. The AFC, NFC playoff picture is getting crazy. We'll get into that a little bit. Um, and then we'll talk a little Rockets probably as well. So we got plenty to get to, plenty more sports. Uh, I could be like my old buddy Joe, plenty more show. Two in the books, one to go, plenty more of the show, whatever. All right, 
Uh, Lil Uzi's got your weather update for you, so I'm going to go pee and get me a refill on the old Diet Coke. I suggest you do the same or smoke a joint or poop or whatever it is you do during the break. Don't go anywhere. Still a ton to get to. Right after this break, this is Barry on Deck. I'm your host, Barry Lavinex. Stick around, hoes. Hey, Deckheads. Steven Music, a.k.a. Steven the Weather Guy here with your BiffNet forecast update. Well, <clears throat> we're going to start off the week with a cold front today. Um, temperatures will probably reach the mid to upper 70s before it comes through around midday. After it comes through, you're going to notice that temperatures are going to drop into probably the mid to low 60s by the end of the day. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to be cloudy. Temperatures should get up into the mid 60s, and then we start a warming trend for the rest of the week. Uh, Wednesday should be about mid 70s. Thursday should be around 80, and Friday we could be flirting with some record highs, uh, potentially around 85 degrees or so. So it's going to be a warm one on Friday. Uh, for the weekend, we come back down a little bit into the into the low 80s with another chance of rain. Um, early next week, we're looking at our next cold front, which could be a little bit more of a powerful front, dropping temperatures down into the 50s and 60s during the day. Uh, stick around after the break or go fuck yourself. I'm your host, Barry Levinek. Thank you guys for sticking around through the break. Those of you that did, those of you that didn't, go I don't know what you're doing. Uh, all right, we got a lot to get to still. I had to tell you, though, before we get back into the NFL, week 13, uh, and the shitty-ass Texans, I was on the road in Corpus Christi. Nothing, nothing exciting this time. Usually, what's up? Hello, Sid. Usually... When uh, I go on the road, something crazy. So at least one thing happens that's wild and too wild and crazy, guys. Nothing strange or exciting or crazy happened 
this time. But I was at the club. Like, it was a very slow show. Like, uh, you know, very small, intimate gatherings. But it's still fun. Had fun with the crowds. They just weren't big, but good times. Had by all. Uh, You know, it was at a pizza place. Which is, I don't know why in Corpus all their comedy clubs are at pizza places. I don't know why they do that. There's like Mesquite Street Pizza, Sal's Bronx Pizzeria. Like, there was a Bella Luna downtown where they used to do it, but that was an Italian. Like, in Corpus, they don't just open a comedy club. They're like, we'll do it at a restaurant. I don't know why they do it that way, but they do. So, I'm at the pizza place. I have a beer. Leave. I'm like, you know, I really wasn't done drinking. I think I want to stop and get a beer or something. At the Stripes, which, by the way, holy fuck shit, there's a Stripes. There's, how's everyone? I'm headed to H-E-B, no headphones. Oh, good. Uh, Let me know when you get there. Uh, There's there's a Stripe. There's more Stripes than Starbucks in Corpus Christi. Like, per capita, Stripes is the new Starbucks down there. Holy, oh my God. Every other corner, there's a Stripes. Also, new diet. If you want to lose weight, just eat Laredo tacos. You will shit 50 pounds off. 50 pounds, 50 pounds. Anyways, um, so I go to the stripes, just going to get a beer. And I'm like, ah, I don't want a Bud Light. Ah, what do I want? I don't want to just get like a 16 ounce bottle. I'm going to get a, and then I just happened to see Mike's hard lemonade, Mike's harder lemonade. And we know that our boy, the Lord Reverend Chris Householder, the third, was a Mike's Hard Lemonade honk during his streams. And I was like, you know what? I've never had a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It was a Mike's Harder Lemonade, which sounds sexually gross, I guess. But I was like, fuck it. I'm going to get a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Mike's Harder Lemonade. And I got the black cherry. Why is house dead, Jen? I think I missed something. Jen said house is dead. What did I miss? Did he get banned? What happened? What did I miss? His house dead? Did he did he did he did he get banned? <laughs> so I got a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Mike's Harder. Fuck! Mike's Harder Lemonade, by the way, the memory still hasn't fixed itself, but we're still on the air. I got a Mike's Harder Lemonade Black Cherry and drank it. Eh! It was good. I ex- I wanted to hate it. I wanted to be like, this tastes like dolphin shit it wasn't bad it wasn't bad it felt a little foo-foo-y felt like i was drinking like a bartles and james or some shit a zima it wasn't bad i didn't get the buzz i was hoping it's like 8.4 percent alcohol by volume i know bud light isn't much better than that Cisco said two old people just looked over when you shouted fuck. Hi, old people. Hello, old people. I won't curse, Cisco. I won't. I forgot, but Cisco, uh, go stand by somebody and I'll pretend like you farted. Um I'm I got my man card revoked just because I'm trying something new. What's up, Ben? So I tried it. So that was Friday night. 
I got me a Black Cherry Mike's Harder Lemonade. I drank it. It wasn't bad. So Saturday night, same deal. Small show, good times. Have a beer or two at the pizza place. And then I leave. And then I'm like, you know what? Let's go. Excuse me. Uh, And then I'm like, okay, let's go try. Let's go try some more Mike's Harder Lemonades. So I got the lemonade and I got the strawberry. Again, I say, I drank both of them hoes that night. That one got me a little. I had two beers at the pizza joint, left, stopped at the Stripes, one of many, got me two Mike's Harder Lemonades, and then went home and drank those and ate pizza. Okay. Oh, CC said, please remind me when you're heading to Corpus. I know some folks. I will do that next time because it was sad. It was it was a room full of sadness. It was like 15 people both nights. Not each, but like, yeah, like, like total 15 each. It was pretty sad. Uh, luckily, you only tried it once, right? No, tried it again. So now I can say I've had three different flavors of Mike's Harder Lemonade. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. I think the people in Dripping Springs enjoy laughing as much as the people in Corpus. Yeah, well, it happens. Oh, Shelby said Mike's gives her a headache. Really? Yeah, I didn't have a headache or, I mean, it made me pass out during Nanette. I tried to watch the finish Nanette, the comedy special. Uh, I finally finished it. It took me 12 days. It was like the 12 days of Nanette. On the first day of Nanette, Hannah Gatsby gave to me one laugh in 10 minutes. Okay. Um, oh, speaking of, Mo Ammer's new comedy special is out. It's on Netflix. Watched it, liked it, funny stuff. Some questionable choices on a few things, but uh, watch it and you'll see what I mean. But overall, I thought it was funny. Good to see Mo repping Houston. Um, no, my name's not Barry Householder. Look, I, I can try new things, Clarence. Shit. All right, let's get to some NFL talk now. Enough of this silly nonsense. Uh, let me pull up my week 13 recap. I need like a bed of music. I I got to get my shit together. I really need to get the production value stepped up here, folks. I got to get like a bed of music. I've been looking at, oh, I should show y'all some of the new designs I have. New, um... Logo designs. By the way, that lady sent me another design. Just awful. Did I show you all the latest design she sent? Hang now. Let's see here. If I showed you the latest, it was not good. I was like, what am I paying this lady for? I just do this shit myself. So that's what I'm going to send her and just say, hey, I, I don't think this was the right choice. I think you're not good at this. Have I showed y'all the new one? So I showed y'all what I sent her, right? So this was, hold on. So I'm trying to get a logo redesign just, just to see what happens, right? So I sent this lady that I had hired um, to do logo redesigns. And this is what she sent back. So I send her the, I sent her, uh, I think I showed you guys, but I, she, she sent me those three ones that I showed you. 
they were pretty bad. So she said, I said, let me send you some ideas. So I found this. I was like, you know what? I like these. Some of these look cool, right? These are some good ideas for logos. You know, something in this vein. I'm not asking you to copy any of these because that's copying, even though these are just templates, I'm sure. But you know, that that one on the top right, that's kind of cool. It's got the vibe with the with the arrows, the moving forward arrows uh, on the football part, and it could fit that in, and that'd be dope. Let's take a look-see, right? Like, here's some things. Vibe on this, and, and let me know what you come up with. This is what she sent back. I send her this and say, these are three options you could use, or not three options, but here's some some here's six points of inspiration along with the existing logo. And this is what she sends back. What the fuck? What is what kind of amateur-ish bullshit is this? Like she literally just took, okay, I'll take this arrow. There's an arrow. I'll take these stripes and then an arrow. And then uh, over here, there's a box. Like, lady. What the fuck, man? Like, I want my money. I was just like, you know what? So I'm just going to send her an email and be like, hey, I don't think you're the right person for this. What I'm looking for. I mean, this is some basic ass shit. Oh, I should send it to Cheeto. That's a good idea. I should, huh? <laughs> Fidel can do better with MS Paint. Man, I was just like, what the fuck, man? Like, bro, I wish I had mine saved. Um, I didn't save any of them yet. I'll show you tomorrow, but I started creating a bunch of just random. I was like, all right, fuck this bitch. I'll just do it myself. So I just started saving a bunch of random shit. A fifth grader can do that. I know Clarence is fucking awful. Awful. And I was like, shit, I've had better luck on Fiverr paying $5. I'm paying her 100 which is still cheap for logo design, but. <laughs> Katie said, let Andrew Clay get it then. Yeah, right? That shit was awful. Um, all right, let's let's talk let's talk NFL football. Let's get into it. I don't have a bed. I need a music bed. I gotta write that down. NFL slash sports music bed. You know, just a little something in the background. I gotta figure that out somehow. Put that shit on Spotify or some shit. Um all right, here we go. Scenes. Nope. Nope. There we go. Zoom out. All right, so week 13. I'm excited for tonight, by the way. I'm ready for this game. I'm ready. I even stopped and bought a good cigar for last night's game and tonight's game. I'm ready to sit out on that back porch, smoke a good cigar, watch some good football. Bills Patriots probably going to disappoint. I'll be honest with you. I think the weather is like supposedly rainy, if I'm not mistaken. Um. So, yeah. And then let's talk about it. Well, CC's on a roll, by the way. CC said, send me those. Okay. I'll send them to you. I'll send you some of the shit I created and, and those ideas too. Um, but CC's got to be on cloud nine. Bama winning, Dallas beating the Saints. It's a good time to be CC. 
So let's get right to week 13. Oh my God, what the fuck? The goddamn Texans are ass. Sorry, I just had a little Tourette's right there. Jesus, what a shit ass team. The te- Oh my God. Bro, the Colts are, are good, okay? This team has been outscored by the Colts 62-3. to 62-3 in the NFL in two games. This offense is putrid. Look at this. Look at this shit. Look at this shit. Look at this. Look what they've mustered. 0-14-22-9-22-3. Twenty-two, zero, nine, twenty-one, and then thirty-seven. This goddamn team is the worst football team I have ever watched in the history of watching football and rooting for a team. And I'm an Oilers fan. I watched the the old love you blue, the old bullshit ass one in fifteen Oilers or whatever they were. This team is atrocious. It's not even that this team is bad. They are awful. Awful. This team can't do anything. You know that commercial where they're like, oh, I think he's burping the baby. We don't need any more trick plays. This team needs to burp the baby. This team has got to do something. Tyrod Taylor's lost it. They have no run game. Brandon Cooks is a man by himself with no help around him. The offensive line is ass. Defense, okay. I loved it last night. They were like, this defense is pretty. They gave up 31 twice to Carson Wentz. Jonathan Taylor's good. Colts O-line is good. The Colts have no real weapons that to be afraid of. Every aspect of this team sucks. Even Bill Burr punting for him. I mean, actually, he boomed a couple. Yeah, explain to me. Explain to me how this happens. You're the shittiest team in football, and you don't even have... You have more wins than the the Lions, but you've been eliminated from the playoffs. What? What? The Texans are the first team eliminated from the playoffs. Let's go pull up the the standings thing here. NFL standings. Let's go. Zoom out. They literally have the E next to the Texans. The goddamn Jags haven't been eliminated yet. What? They have the same record, yet the Jags have not been eliminated yet. They have one more win than the raggedy-ass Detroit Lions. But the Lions have not been eliminated. Boy, the Texans finally beat everybody in the NFL to something. Getting eliminated. Oh, my God. Having to watch this team's offense, Tyrod Taylor looks terrible. He hadn't been the same since he came back from injury. Just and you knew as soon as he opened the game with the interception, you were like, "Well, just bad. It's bad. 
It's real bad. This team is ass. This team is trash. And here's the thing. And, and, and you know, I think we've discussed enough about this organization and, and the owner and the GM and the coach and the front office and Jack Easterby and what a mess this whole thing is. <clears throat> When you look at the stadium, there's nobody there, right? Like, I mean, there is literally nobody there. And the ones that show up are trying to get into it. But not all of them. I don't know if you guys saw this, but check this out. This dude shows up, brings his signs, and all he does is talk shit to Cal McNair the whole time. So he yells, sell the team, you loser. This is where we're at. By the way, look around. Look at all of the empty seats. Look at all the empty seats at a Texans game. And this dude's got, hey, Tommy boy, Cal, sell the team. And he's like, sell the team, you loser. He's got more signs. He's like, I don't know why he's just shaking like that. He should be screaming stuff. And he's like, yeah, let's go. Hey, Cal, the fans care to you. You don't care. You don't care, you loser. He's trying to, he's he's looking around for approval, by the way. I mean, it's obvious this guy is needing some approval and some attention from somebody. He's got the sign. He's shaking it. One guy's clapping. The cop shows up. He's like, you got to go. He looks for approval from the cameraman. Nothing. You don't care. I'm getting my money's worth. Like, it felt very much like a forced viral moment. It was like, this is my moment. I'm going viral. I'm going to hold up this sign. I'm just going to shake the shit out of it. I'm not going to scream anything. I'm going to shake it. I'm going to look around for approval, and hopefully this goes viral and I get some run out of it. That's what it felt like to me. I get he's probably passionate. Donna said he's a 12-year season ticket owner. Cool. Good. His shirt said we are trash. Cool. It just felt forced and contrived and eh. Eh. But at the same time, I think it's chicken shit that they kicked him out. I do. I think what they could have said was, sir, put the sign down and sit down. You're being a distraction. If you want to hold your sign up facing the field, hold your sign up. But just to sit here and scream at the owner, we're just not going to allow you to do that. You can go back to your seat 
and watch the game, but I can't have you stand in the aisle and scream at the owner. So you got to go if you're not going to go back to your seat. That's how you handle it. It's chicken shit that you're like, oh, no one is going to disrespect the owner. Get out. Is that the case, Donna? Good. They moved into another section. Good. Because I saw on Twitter where he said that uh, that he was like, yeah, they the security took me out, but they didn't do anything or whatever. I don't know. Well, good. CC said he didn't get kicked out. <clears throat> it 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 seems like. I mean, I think. I don't know if the Texans are. I don't know if they don't care. I think that the fans are expecting in a way the fans are expecting too much too fast for a team that fell off so quickly. If the descent is that swift, they're expecting the rebound to be that swift, but you got to go from this, this off season with Deshaun Watson, you got to get through this season and get to a draft. And you know, I, I, I think as fans, we have to be realistic. What that doesn't exclude us from is being critical of the organization. But you can't expect this team to turn it around in in, a, in in 10 games, 12 games, or one year even. I don't think David Culley is a good football coach. I don't. I think he's in over his head. He has no idea what's going on. It appears. I think he's a good rah-rah guy. But I don't think he's a good football coach. At least not what I've seen so far. Tim Kelly seems to have... His good weeks and bad weeks as an OC. I love Lovey Smith as a defensive coordinator. Still, though, they've given up 31. Of course, they're on the field the entire time, too. The offense does them no favors. Just in general, this team is bad. But you would think they would be more fan-friendly, more, 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 look, we know we suck, right? Like, we know we're going through a rebuild. Like, the Rockets seem to have kind of embraced it. But the Texans want to act like they, their shit still doesn't stink. And that's the problem. Plus, compound that with the fact that for, for so long, they acted like their shit didn't stink. And they thumbed their nose at the media and the fans and everybody in this city. And now, their ass and the people have turned on them. But I think whatever that guy was doing was contrived and... He can say whatever he wants. It just it felt and when you're looking around for approval as you're doing something, there's some passion in there. It was a contrived viral moment too. I feel like. Ah, uh, so smoking gooder. Rob said uh, we was removed for disciplinary reasons. He was or or what? I still watch the Texans. I root for them uh, in my pajamas on the couch, petting my dumb beagle. Like, I still want this team to win. That's the thing, Tony. I don't like the owner. I wish Cal would sell. I think the McNairs are ass as owners, and they always have been. It's a trash-run organization. It's a trash-run organization. The, the, the McNairs as a family 
the way that they've run this franchise, at least as of late, they're arrogant. They're arrogant. And they're not good at what they do. They have taken this team and this city for granted. So I don't like the ownership. I like the players. I mean, I, I like the fact that they represent Houston. I, I, I want this team to do well. But you got to call it like it is. It's a, it, the, the team sucks. Ownership sucks. The coach sucks. The front office sucks. Everything about the Houston Texans sucks right now. And it's good to be passionate about it because that means you want this team to be good. I want them to be good. I don't want to see the Texans fail. I don't want to be a miserable football fan that's always a free agent year in and year out because I feel like I don't have an identity with this team. But that's where I'm at right now. I don't have a connection with this team. I have a connection with the Rockets. 94-95 championships. Olajuwon. Dream. like I, like, Steve Francis. The hell, Yao and Tracy. I have a connection with this team, with the Rockets, I have a connection with the Astros, a World Series, and Nolan Ryan, and J.R. Richard, and Billy Doran, and the, the Jeff Bagwell, and Craig Biggio. I have a connection. But anytime you get a connection with the Texans, some crazy shit happens. I have one connection with the Texans was J.J. Watt and Andre Johnson. How'd that go? I mean, Deshaun Watson too, but to a lesser degree. There's no, I, I don't know if I can speak for every fan and I probably don't, but for me as a fan of this raggedy ass football team right now, I have zero connection to this team. None. Because the, the two, the few times that I had a connection, they shit on it. JJ Watt leaves. Andre Johnson is now disgruntled and hates this team. It appears. Virginia button we said cutting Leckler hurt yeah that was the beginning of the end yeah and Justin said Andre is my only connection but even he doesn't like this team and this organization that's the problem so I mean it sucks to be a football fan in Texas or Aaron Houston I should say all right Excuse me. Let's get back to the scores. We got a lot of ground to cover here. Uh, zoom out. Let's go over here to the scores. I'll tell you what. Uh, Bucks beat the Falcons. Okay. There was like a half a second where the Falcons returned a Tom Brady touchdown. Or a Tom Brady uh, intercepted Tom Brady returned it for a touchdown. And everyone's like, oh, no. That's not happening, fam. Uh, Cardinals beat the Bears. Kind of expected that. Surprise game. Thought this one was going to go a little bit different, but Chargers beat up on the Bengals. Thought this would be closer. Big defensive turnover was kind of the turning point in this football game, but really expected Chargers started out like a house on fire, went up big, and Bengals start coming back in the first half. I want to say it was like 24 to, or it was what, 24 to nothing at one point, 24 to three, something like that. Big fourth quarter by the Chargers, though, 17 points, but. I thought that was going to be a really good football game. Uh, ended up not being as close as most people thought it would be. I just don't know what to make of this Chargers team. They're 7-5, and five, but I don't know who they are. The Bengals, I think, just stumbled a little bit. 
you know, is this Chargers defense going to be good or are they going to be bad? Is this Chargers offense going to be good or are they going to be bad? I, I don't know. I don't know who they are. I don't know what their identity is. I like the Bengals, though. I like the direction they're headed. Fun football team. House, I wish House was here so we could all shit on his Vikings. How do you lose to the Lions? How do you let, how do you let, how do you let Jared Goff beat you on the final drive of the game? And I will say this, good for the Lions and good for Dan Campbell for finally getting, being on the right end of one of these. Good for them. Happy for them. I mean, this team could easily be two and 10 as much as one, 10 and one. That's so sad. Don't look now. <laughs> Philip Burner, you got to be thrilled. Dolphins are six and seven and turning it around. I mean, they're playing ass teams. But, you know. Shit, Dolphins six and seven now. Two are playing like a boss. Walt, are you fucking kidding me? Bro. That is hilarious. Oh, my God. That's too funny, Walt. Um, Eagles beat the Jets. Gardner Minshew, by the way, the awkward video afterwards of him in a bomber jacket slapping his dad and hugging him was weirdly fun. Good win by the Eagles, though. With backups in the game. Of course, it's the Jets. They don't have to worry. I mean, it's like a bye week. I think there was like four or five starters out for the Eagles. Didn't matter. The Jets are bad. So, Dolphins beat the Giants 20-9. Eagles beat the Jets 33-18. Washington football team beats the Raiders. Kind of surprised there. Again, another couple teams that I don't know their identity. Week to week. I mean, this whole season is like this. There's about four or five teams you can count on, it feels like. Maybe not even that many. Rams beat the Jags 37-7. to That wasn't close. Steelers with a huge win over the Ravens. No, I mean, Ravens had to go for two. Apparently, they're... they're, they're, they're uh, Harbaugh says, we were just out of cornerbacks. Because I was like, why are you going for two? Why would the Ravens go for two at that point? I still think, I still think if you go for two there, I don't like the, I don't like the decision because you're just like, well, we're out of corners. We'll still take your chances. It's big Ben's 137 years old. At least he plays like it. But if you don't convert that two, you have zero chance of winning the game. But at least you give yourself an opportunity in overtime. I mean, look, it, it you know, you might win the coin toss. You win the coin toss, you go down and score. You ain't got to worry about it. But he chose to go for two. I think that that part of that was an excuse because you could still win the coin toss and whatever. Steelers get a, a much needed win. And I love me some Mike Tomlin, so it's good to see. Steelers 6-5-1 and one now back in the playoff hunt, oddly. Seahawks surprising everybody getting a big win at home against the Niners. And then uh, Chiefs beat the Broncos. Boy, I was riding high with Jeff Bell and his Broncos, man. That one stung a little. I had last couple of weeks, uh, you know, I've been putting a little Diet Cokes on these games, a unit per game, except one. And every week I'll pick one game where I'll put five units on it. And the last two weeks it had been the Broncos game. 
Last couple of weeks, they've been paying dividends. And then this week, it the streak ends. Unable to get it done against the Chiefs, who, by the way, Chiefs defense looking a lot much looking much improved. Although it's the Broncos, let's all calm down. The Broncos are better than they showed in this game. But the Chiefs defense, they've been playing well as of late. Offense is the one that, that's been struggling a little bit. But look at these point totals last couple of weeks. Nine points against the Broncos. Broncos offense is all right. But that Dallas offense only allowing nine points, 14 points to the Raiders, seven points to the Packers. Something's happened in KC, and they've really figured it out defensively. And once the offense starts really hitting its stride again, watch out. Watch out. A lot of folks in the NFL might be sleeping right now on the Chiefs, but that's to your detriment. Here's your standings. We we got New England Buffalo tonight. New England is either going to be nine and four, and the Bills are going to be seven and five, or we're going to be eight and four and eight and five. So that's going to be interesting. Dolphins at six and seven, Jets at three and nine, Ravens eight and four, Bengals seven and five, Steelers six and five, six five and one, Browns six and six, Titans eight and four, Colts seven and six, and then the you know, you know the rest. Uh, Chiefs eight and four, Chargers are seven and five, Raiders and Broncos both six and six. And then over in the NFC, Cowboys eight and four, Washington six and six, Philly six and seven, Giants four and eight. And the NFC North, Packers nine and three. That one's over with. Vikings five and seven, Bears four and eight, Lions one ten and one. Uh, Tampa nine and three, Panthers five and five and five and seven, along with the rest of the division. Actually, Falcons and the Saints all at five and seven. Cardinals ten and two. Rams are eight and four, Niners six and six, and the Seahawks are four and eight. Um, I I always like to check out the plus minuses. Gives you an idea of what's going on here. Cardinals plus one nineteen, Bucks plus one oh seven. So there's your leaders in the NFC in that regard. Over in the AFC, look at that, and it's because of the defense. But I mean, look, the offense is no slouch either. But plus one forty six. Plus 144 for the Patriots and the Bills. It's pretty good. Now, the Bills get a little boost there because, you know, they had that big 40 to nothing against the Texans. Of course, that almost made up for that 41 to 15, but 31 to 6. Bills are. That's a weird game, that 9 to 6 game. The Bills are another one. I just, I don't know who they are week to week, man. I'm not sure. I don't know what to expect from them. I mean, really, this whole AFC right now, let's look at the playoff picture. I've got I've got your playoff picture for you. This is what it looks like as of right now. This is the AFC, AFC playoff picture. Right now, Patriots 1, Titans 2, Ravens 3, Chiefs 4, Bills 5, Chargers 6, Bengals 7. Patriots would get the bye. Titans and Bengals would play. Ravens and Chargers would play. play. Chiefs and Bills would play. If the playoffs started today. Now, this might change a little bit. That Patriots-Bills game tonight is going to be pretty important for a lot of folks, including those teams. But right now, this is what the playoff picture looks like in the AFC. Over in the NFC, a little more definitive at the top. Cardinals 10 and 2, Packers 9 and 3, Bucks 9 and 3, Cowboys 8 and 4, Rams 8 and 4, Washington and the Niners at 6 and 6 in the playoffs. Vomit. 
Come on. I, I, listen, I need teams with winning records in the playoffs. I don't need to see any more of this NFC East sub-500 playoff bullshit. That's what we're at. That's where we're at. We are at 500 teams or teams with with 500 records making the playoffs. Zoom out. It's pretty sad. Uh, Here we go. Just to look at it a different way here. If you were curious, Pittsburgh at 6-5-1. These are all those in-the-hunt teams. Look at that. Look how bunched up it is. You go all the way down to the Dolphins. The Dolphins literally have a chance to make the playoffs. Playoffs? The Dolphins literally have a chance at 6-7 and seven to make the playoffs. That's insane to me. Over in the NFC, when you get past 7, which remember it's top 7 now. Starts to fall off pretty quickly after San Francisco. The Eagles are six and seven. Vikings are five and seven. You got a lot of five and sevens there. So many sub 500 teams, though. There are one, two, three, four, five teams in the NFC with a record of 500 or better. Yeesh. There's nine in the AFC. Oof. NFC is bad. NFC is top heavy for sure. Damn. <laughs> Titan Hugo said Tony Baselli. That's not my connection to the Texans, Titan Hugo. Uh oh yeah, people are telling me Joel had the guy on his show. Okay. That's true, Alex. That's a great point. If Miami makes the playoffs, it'll be Deshaun who? I don't think that changes. I think that's a fool's errand. If Miami makes the playoffs with Tua at what? Nine and eight, eight and nine. It's possible. I don't think you go Deshaun who? I think you go, could you imagine if it was Deshaun and not Tua? I mean, it's got to be good for two or three more wins at least, you would think. Arthur said, if you win your division with a losing record, you just miss the playoffs. Sprinkles are for winners. I mean, just take the top seven records. But the problem is in the NFC, only five have a winning record. What are you going to just go? Sorry, we're only taking five teams this year. That might not be a bad idea now that I think it's saying out loud. Be like, sorry. Got to have a winning record to make the playoffs. We'll just go get some teams from the AFC and move them over here or some shit. Eric said, too, is actually throwing the ball more than five yards down the field. I I think he's completed like 70% of his passes over the last couple of games. I heard. That shit was crazy. He's playing his ass off. He really is. Let's not let's not start comparing him to Deshaun Watson, though. He's having a nice little run here. I'm gonna need a little more, a little more often to pronounce Tua has having had figured it out. Um, Clarence NFC is injury ridden. Well, if they're all hurt, 
then somebody should have a goddamn winning record. Tua will break. <laughs> um, what is it? My dad, uh, Cisco said, my dad would have been like, y'all can't appreciate seven playoff spots. Fine. You're only getting five this year until you get shit together. That's a fact. That's a fact. Um, notice, what does this say? Notice when, how Miami stopped talking about Watson. That one and six start turned into an outside outside at the playoffs. Okay. Wall said, what dollar figure do you put on those maybe two or three wins? Yeah, that's, I mean, if it's a difference between eight and nine and 11 and six, Here's the problem, Walt, for Miami at least. Even if you get Deshaun and pay him that money, right? Is that going to be enough to beat the Bills and the Patriots every year for the next five to six years? But I understand the ask, and this goes back to the thing we were arguing about the other day, is can you win if you're overpaying one position, the quarterback position? And I don't know how you quantify the value of a win and as it relates to salary. Mostly because, I mean, it's still a team game and you still, you know, you can, I mean, you look at Deshaun Watson, they won four games with him last year. They're halfway to that this year without him. So I think you still have to have weapons. You still have to have, but my point is, if the Dolphins can sneak into the playoffs at eight, nine, nine, and eight with Tua, they're much they're a much more dangerous team with Watson than with Tua, especially in the playoffs. What that value is though per win, I have no idea. I I I wouldn't even know how to quantify it at this point, other than you know what does Tua make, and what record does he provide, and what do you think that Watson would give you? No. Valid question, though. It's definitely a valid question. Uh, what was the other thing I wanted to do real quick? Oh, I remember. So, last night, staying up late, just messing around with uh, Photoshop, working on logos. And I watched the NFL Game Day final on the NFL Network. And it was Chris Jones? It was Chris Rose and Maurice Jones drew. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're up late and you're looking for a recap show for the NFL and no, they don't pay me none of that shit. It was a lot of fun watching game day final on the NFL network. That's the name of it. Yes. Game day final. I tweeted it out. So at Barry is funny on Twitter, but Chris Rose and, and Maurice Jones, drew. it was fun. They're funny. Maurice Jones-Drew has great insight. It's fast-moving. It's highlights. It's not this Chris Berman shtick kind of thing. It was, I don't know how to describe it. All I can tell you is it was the first time I've ever watched it, and I loved it. And y'all know me. I like my sports to be entertaining and upbeat and fun and funny. I don't need the same old, same old. And I don't need it to be forced or contrived. These dudes, they fuck with each other. They talk shit to each other. 
It's a lot of fun. So I just, just a, a sponsor-free recommendation. Go check out NFL Game Day Final at night. We're old, Barry. We aren't up that late. Well, my bad. I don't know what to tell you. I know what I know what to tell you about where to eat, though, Clarence. Go to if you want the best seafood in Houston. Well, need look no further than Dan's Seafood and Wings. Check them out online. Eat at Dan's.com. That's the website. Eat at Dan's.com. Follow him on Instagram at Eat at Dan's. Folks, I'm telling you. Deckhead approved across the board. I haven't had a deckhead yet that has gone to Dan Seafood and Wings and eaten there and came back to me and said, it's awful. I hate it. I can't believe they're, they're even in existence. Everybody reports back and like, man, that is really good food. Whether it's the wings or the seafood or even Jenny's mom got a salad and loved it, folks. All of the food made fresh. All of it delicious. They do a great job over there and... Nora won't let us eat seafood anywhere else. I'll tell you that. In, this, in the Laminac household, it is Dan's or we're not having seafood. Period. End of story. Uh, boiled spicy shrimp is Nora's choice. I like the shrimp poor boy, but I love it all actually because I've had literally almost everything on the menu and it's all made fresh and it's all delicious. Two locations for you. One on the southwest side on South Gessner, one on the northeast side. That's my home's uh, restaurant on Yavaldi. It's it's so good. I think you're going to love it if you haven't tried it yet. If you're a deckhead, like Katie loves it. If you're a deckhead and you haven't tried it yet, you need to go to Dan's Seafood and Wings. Uh, check them out online, eatadans.com. Follow them on Instagram for me. You can see all that food porn they have going on there. Whatever you do, make sure you put some Dan's in your mouth. <sighs> Tony, can I substitute cauliflower rice? Dude, that's the most disgusting shit. I don't know why people want to call it cauliflower rice. It's it's not rice. It's cauliflower. It's not rice. It's just small bits of cauliflower. Rice has a completely different taste. Rice doesn't taste like, I don't know. Just ugh, Cauliflower is disgusting. I just need a lot of cheese on cauliflower if I'm going to eat it. And even then, it still has this weird kind of sour I don't know. It tastes like a horse's hoof. I don't know what the... Oh, God. It's not rice. Stop calling it rice. It's cauliflower. Chunks, bits, whatever. It's not fucking rice. There's rice, and then there's... Ca yes, thank you. Crumbly cauliflower. Stop calling it rice. I'm calling it wrong. It's bullshit. It's like saying, oh, man, I make this... Uh, I have this water gravy. It's either water or it's gravy. It's not both. Thank you. It's cauliflower that's been grated. That's it. It's not rice. Thank you, Justin. It's, it's fucking disgusting, Tony. It's awful. Seriously. Seriously. It's gross. Um, I wish I had some Dan's in my mouth right now. Amen to that. Cece said nominee, nominee. I am five minutes from Dan's every day. Oh, you lucky bastard. You lucky bastard. Uh, Heartthrob said, I like Chris Rose. He and Kevin Millar had a good show on MLB Network for a few years. Yeah, I I just kind of, I, I remember seeing him, but I didn't know his name. I just, you know, he was funny and all that, but really enjoyed it last night. Uh, Flip said, B, you have a weird sleep cycle. Dude, you don't even know the half of it. I went to bed at 3.45 last night. Or this morning, I should say. 
Um, I woke up at 9 a.m. Sunday morning. Go to bed at 3.45 in the morning. Some of it, I think, is due to I drink too much Diet Coke. And the caffeine late at night keeps me up. So, something's weird. My ear is popping. I'm like, I got fluid in there or some shit. That's weird. I got to go get that fixed. Got to go get me a Q-tip. Um, one of the things that I'm going to try to do for 2022, we'll see how long it lasts. Probably not long. But I'm going to try to plan out a day and get on a better schedule. I'm going to start trying to go to bed by midnight so I can get up by like 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the morning. And the shit that I do late at night, I'm just going to start trying to do in the morning. We'll see how it goes. Probably not well. But that's the plan. I need to I need to start writing more for comedy. I need to start getting more shit done for social media. I got to figure out how to market and grow and plan this show. So I'm going to start trying to do that. I'm going to start trying to more social media stuff. Big, big plans. Probably won't do half of that shit after January 15th. But you got to try. Use the laser on what? Oh, yeah. On, I got to finish that, too. But I don't know what that means. Matt said, how does Nora deal with that sleep schedule? Uh, it's not great. It's not great. But she's in bed by like 9 o'clock. I just can't go to bed at 9 o'clock. So then my point becomes, I mean, I'll hang out with her until she goes to sleep. I mean, not last night because I was watching football, but a lot of times we'll hang out. She's showering at 7 o'clock at night. That's too soon. But she is in bed at, oh, use the laser on my ear. No. She is in bed at like eight eight thirty. That's just no. I I can't no no no. So you know I'll hang out with her till she goes to bed at nine nine thirty, and then I just go watch football, and then I end up working all night. So that's how it goes. Oh, market for Twitch. That's the other thing, man. I've got to figure this out. I every time I commit to going to Twitch, some shit happens, and I'm like, well, maybe not. That might be a bad idea after all. And then I see some shit. I'm like, maybe it is a good idea. I don't know, man. I don't know. 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 I don't know anything. I don't know how to grow this show. I don't know where it should be. I don't even know. Should I just be? I don't fucking know. I don't know what to do. Maybe I'm overcomplicating. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe I should just stop with all this shit. And just go live. Fuck sports. Just talk shit for two hours a day. But I feel like I got to niche down more than go more generic. At least with sports, I have a hook. I don't know, guys. These are the things that haunt me at night and day. Every day. By day. By day, we pray. All right. Let's get out of here. I got to get a Q-tip for my ear. All fluid in there. Ugh. Hey, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, please make sure you do so. If you're watching on Facebook, please subscribe to the channel. If you're on Podbean, I guess there's a subscribe over there. You probably already are. Thank you for listening on Podbean. Thank you for listening on the podcast later. Those numbers are going up a little bit, so that's cool. Uh, so if you're new to the podcast, thank you for listening. If you want to listen on the podcast, we're pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for being here. Thanks for the support. Don't forget tomorrow. Tomorrow. Johnny G joins me. John Granado from the bench on ESPN 97.5. He'll be here tomorrow. 
in the three o'clock hour hanging out talking sports and everything else. Should be fun. Very sportsy Monday, but sometimes it be like that. I appreciate y'all hanging out. Thanks for being here. Thanks for your input. Enjoyed the chatting. See y'all tomorrow. Have a good night. Enjoy the football. Oh, who do I have? What is the laminated five thousand? Not a good week again for the Lebanese Five Thousand. Uh, let's see. Ooh, pretty much pickle. I have the Bills winning, but the Patriots go. There you go. I'll see you tomorrow. Do me three favors. Until then, be safe, be kind, and most important, love each other. See you tomorrow.